possible. Need another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw, fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines, 20, 10, 5, touchdown Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Meyer to Blythe podcast. Uh, I am Todd Blythe, one of your hosts, joined as always with uh, my quarterback, uh, Brett Meyer. What's going on? Don't get it twisted with the other guy we got on the line. He threw like four passes. So. That's why. That's why I had to. I had to send that out to begin with. Uh, one of my other quarterbacks, uh, a very special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Austin Arnott. Austin, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Special. Wow, I feel honored and privileged. I'm just, and this is, you know, just me. I'm. I live in California. I'm way out of the the realm of possibility for anything but y'all got podcasts i'm excited about this i'm ready for this i mean i, I think i've heard about it but now it's on it's cracking we're good but um, yeah, cycle, cycle to, fanatic yeah. is just giving out podcasts to anybody that wants to do it right now so they gave us one i love it i love it i'm here for it bro but no it's good to see you boys man um yeah what are you going to yeah yeah i'm out here in california man um moved to san francisco in 2017 from north carolina and uh just recently moved over to oakland uh so still bay area native uh but man, same as y'all in the medical sales world, uh, was doing surgical uh, cases with uh, in, in the OR with some sports medicine guys. But now have transitioned to a, a director role where we oversee like DME and uh, orthopedic soft goods in the hospitals. So it's uh, a grind as always, as you boys know, up early, but usually home pretty early in the afternoon. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear that, Todd? Did you? <laughs> yeah, I slid that in there. He's a director role, so we got to probably. Uh... Hmm. I couldn't tell y'all earlier. We report to him that so. he's got people reporting to him. So he's the boss. He got new money or not? I see. Him. I got an offensive what's thirty. Going on, uh, what's going on in the uh, in the personal life? Any any news there? Man, personal life's great. Um, got engaged pre-pandemic, so that was a good move. Um, however, you know, trying to find a wedding date in 2021 in California when people have been canceling left and right is going to probably push us to 2022. But my beautiful fiance Chelsea, she's going to love hearing and seeing this. Good to be with y'all, boys. I know you guys have loving wives and families out there. You know, it takes a family. It takes a village, right, guys? I mean, it just takes a village to raise people like that. Let me ask you a really question, does. though. What was the highlight of your time in California? Was it getting engaged or was it when I came to see you? Be honest. <sighs> Took you to the bus stop, which is an OG spot in the marina. So hey, man, we had a great stop. time. <laughs> he, had these, he had these – what do you – you might have the biggest dog. You still got that big dog that you had at the bar? He's right next to me, bro, always. Man. Yep. <laughs> No, we Javier. Had time, it was Javier. <laughs> That's right. Javier Bardem, no country for old men. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on, other than that, you know, you're our guy, we love you. You're the last guy, the quarterback, to go down and win in Austin, right? I don't think we've won down there since then. Uh, that was, was doing some, What year was that? 2010. Yeah. 2010. 2010, my senior year. Um, it's, it's funny, man. You look at how the big 12 kind of has, has evolved and changed a little bit with adding different teams. I mean, we're old, we're old enough now to, you know, we used to play Nebraska and Colorado and that's not happening anymore. No. Missouri, another one, Texas A&M. It's crazy. Know, um, but like you, you alluded to this earlier in the, before we got going here, Brett, I would love to play in this big 12. <laughs> we could man, go out man. here and have some fun. I think, I mean, they play a garbage Texas team every year. 
<laughs> yeah, no, we we'll give we'll give this current Iowa State team and, and Coach Campbell like we'll give them their flowers as they say now. Like they're oh, yeah. these cats can go. We got some guys that can ball. I mean, you talk about Brees Hall and obviously Brock and some of the guys that got on defense and Mike Rose and like they got some players that are just like next level they have NFL dudes. guys. Yeah, they have dudes, no doubt. But we played Kansas the like two year stretch where they're worth anything. They went to BCS bowl games. That's the Kansas we got to play. Yeah. No, I mean we had like Oklahoma had yeah, Oklahoma's been probably the only the most <laughs> consistent. Peterson. Yeah, I mean they, they they were Sam Bradford high you know they, they were Oklahoma's been the most consistent program. Texas obviously's, you know, taking a dip since Mac Brown left and, and other than and that he, yeah, before any of the Iowa State fans started coming after me because of this Big 12, the talent level they have, like y'all have said, is much better. I mean, oh, yeah, no, they have a much yeah. – I mean, yeah. they recruit – those guys, like, they don't get enough credit. Like, Campbell and obviously Alex Golesh, who's not there anymore, the guys at UCSF, they started a crazy recruiting pipeline in the, in the Northeast, and they've just been killing it in Ohio and PA and all those states. It's wild. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I was thinking about that, though. Like, because we – Florida's a state you can over-recruit. And like, I feel like sometimes we go down there and try to get these guys from Florida. It's like kids from Ohio that come up here, coaching's great, and there's no adjustment for them. They're going to be used to, you know, a gloomy winter. You're going to be used to playing cold weather games. And like, we've all seen it where that, that changes people the first time they got to do that. Oh, yeah. So I, I think yeah, I, I'm all for getting as many guys from that, from Ohio, Pennsylvania, that area as we can. Cause yeah. I think you're right. You can definitely, you can over recruit Florida and Texas, you know, if you think about it and and we've had some great players from both those states, don't get me wrong. Uh, But, but a lot of those kids that come up to to Iowa State, you got to think about what's the reason that they passed all those schools on the way to Iowa State. Like there's a reason that they passed all those schools and and maybe they just fell in love with Iowa State. And sometimes that's, that's the case, but sometimes the case is none of those schools wanted them. So that we, you know, there's been some misses from Texas. We had a few guys that would always come be like, man, I couldn't have went to Florida state. We'd be like, so why aren't you there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't play here. So yeah, no, it's uh, but no, to get back to kind of, yeah. I mean, the big 12 is a different league, obviously with, you know, the realignment, I think the big 12 was a clear loser in, in that scenario. Um, I don't think anybody got better. The big 10's got their realignment. It was, I mean, you got Rutgers and schools that make no sense in your league. Um, they haven't added anything, but Maryland, that's not yeah, a big Maryland, game. Rutgers, Nebraska. I mean, come on, but uh, yeah, realignment was a flop, but Big 12 got hit hard. And I think now that I'm just glad that our program's in a good spot. We got the right coach. We got the right group of players and they've got a chance to do something that we've never done. But, um, you know, we'll kind of go back. What do you, what do you remember Austin about that win in 2010, like that, down in Texas? Cause that was a big win for, for our program and coach Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, we were going to the game. I think both teams were either four and three or three. We, we might have been three and four, to be honest. But, um, you know, they had Gary Gilbert, Gary Gilbert, who just resurfaced in the NFL a couple weeks ago for the Cowboys. Uh, they had a lot of guys, uh, you know. But I just remember the biggest thing I remember about that day is A-Rup had like 25 carries, 120 yards. I mean, it was clockwork. We were killing them up front. Offense, offensive line and defensive line. I know uh, McDonough and Latimer were – I mean, they hit Garrett Gilbert probably four or five times each. And then I think he threw – I know I threw an interception because it wouldn't be a day without me throwing a pick, but I think Garrett Gilbert threw like three or four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Yeah, he had three interceptions. You had – let's see, I'm looking at the stat line now. Hey, you had, Definitely uh, two touchdowns. Come on. Ten carries for 40 yards. Four point eight. Yeah, A-Rob had 24 for 120. Yep. Jeff Woody had eight for 130. 
I mean, that's, that's eight for thirty. Sorry, that. eight carries for thirty yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, be, don't be gassing Jeff Woody, especially on Cycle and Fanatic. Don't I know he's the last one that needs to be gassed. Out. We know that. So our nod, one thirty-six, two touchdowns, one interception. But yeah, that was. Uh, I remember watching that game. I remember that game and the game you guys played in Nebraska, where you had like. Oh man, you hurt that game, right? Broken hand, yeah. Jerome Tiller and playing. Jeremiah yeah. Schwartz. And you guys forced like mean. nine turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an act of God. I swear, bro. Niles oh, was, was running on the sideline. He's running. On the that was the worst football game I've ever watched. But I was so that was happy. terrible. When you when you guys won that game, I was I stood up. I was in the only Iowa State person because I got my tickets from somebody I knew in Omaha, and it was like, yeah, I can remember. I was talking so much trash, and it was like, look, both teams are average to below average, but we won here, and we haven't won here since like 1970 or something like that. So I don't want to get sidetracked turn, yeah. here, but how yeah. bad is Nebraska's football team right now? Oh, it's fun. It's oh, I love every second of it. Yeah, oh, great. Especially now for work. I go over to Omaha. I cover Nebraska for work. I mean, it's just beautiful. My uncle's yeah. a Cornhusker grad. You know, love it. Love it. Love it. Texting, talking trash at all times. It's beautiful. <laughs> they're chasing a ghost they're not going to get back to. And there's no, like, the landscape's changed too much. Those guys that you went down to Texas and Florida to get, they're all playing in the SEC now. And they're not who leaving. Do we, who, who do we want to win this week, uh, Iowa, Nebraska? I probably I I, I, I think go Nebraska for, for me. Yeah, I go for what annoys me what annoys me less and I think it's Nebraska. So yeah, I would say it's I mean, I, I will probably win. I mean their schedule is probably oh, I mean, they'll win. Nebraska I think, yeah, they they are on a three game win streak. I think their combined record's like two and eleven the teams they and they beat those teams soundly, but it's like can we have that schedule? <laughs> Big Ten's a bad, uh, bad, bad football conference. Bad league. I can see a zero-zero draw. That's all that I'm pulling for. And, you know, <laughs> I don't give a shit about now one of them. So that's fine. So when you log on, I mean, what are your thoughts? Of, like, have you met Coach Campbell? Yeah, I met Coach Campbell uh, when he first got there. I think I was still living in North Carolina, like 2016, somewhere around then. You know, I was able to just walk right into his office. Very, very cool dude. Very relaxed. Yeah, same thing I mean, for us. Yeah. Yeah, he's and, and the thing I love about him, man, is that I mean, obviously. You know, you look at the coaches we've had in the past. We had Mac, who obviously is the greatest of all time. Um, and then you look at a guy like Chiswick. Just a lot of different styles. And it, it seemed like when I met Campbell, he was just like the envisionment of steady. Like he was just like, he, you know, everything he was saying was the right thing. It wasn't like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like the guy and, and obviously the coach, the staff he hired, uh, a lot of his buddies, uh, these are guys that have good recruiting connections and, and, and love the staff, love the coach. Absolutely. What do you remember most about? Because I remember when you, you kind of like, was just talking to you about playing for Tom Herman, that it was like he's like legitimately like on the gene, whatever you call it, like the spectrum of being a genius. Mensa. But it's hard. Yeah, whatever. Mensa. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, Todd, Todd's right there too. So he, he's a real smart guy. Very but, high on that list. Yeah, Mensa. <laughs> That's good for you to know that, Austin. But like, was he able to like communicate things to you or was it always – you know, because I remember that that can be a challenge for some people. Uh, you know, the way Coach Herman kind of coaches, he's he doesn't come off as like a super, super cerebral, like smart guy. Like he just is. The way that I would get confused is he would he would use words like cattywampus and plethora in meetings. And so I'd be like, all right, now. Hold on, plethora. Come on now, Ames High grad. Was, you should be able to figure that one out. Plethora. Ames High, Ames High. Plethora at 19, whatever. Well, I knew that word. I, I knew that word when I was like twelve. Plethora. Brett, spell plethora. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Right, you know what? We <laughs> Let's go. We got to spell it. Oh, plethora. Uh, First off, can we talk real quick about the fact that I think we only played together really for two years, right? Your redshirt year, and then the year that you your your redshirt freshman year. 
it felt like you were on the team for uh, four years before that. I think you'd come to practice. This, yeah, you, this man was coming to he practice. Committed when he was thirteen. He was, he was a freshman <laughs> in high school, and he was just part of the team. Like, oh, our nods here. Well, yeah, practice he's, again. I'm practice uh, today. Of course, he's here. Yeah, man. It was a, you know, it was a long, tough road. Chris, you know, who recruited me? Chris Ash, the great yep. Chris Ash. Same, he's, yeah. same. He's, he's a, yeah, he's the DC of Texas now. Yeah, he's down there in Austin with Herman again. Yep. So I do remember one night when we picked you up. I was your host on your official visit. Oh yeah, and, I you, had a basketball and you still game that came. Night. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I kept the sixty dollars because we got sixty bucks to take y'all out. Like, and that's legal. <laughs> like within NCAA rules and all that. I didn't spend any money on you, but I remember we came to pick you up. So you had all the high school up. basketball hey. game. You know who spent money on me? T High. I know it was Terrence me and Terrence Highsmith. T High. Yeah, we don't know where he got that money. <laughs> hey, T. High. That was my guy though. T High was a real. That was my boy. But Man. I do remember like your mom was. She's kind of like, "Where are you taking him?" I'm like, "We're not going anywhere." It's like you guys know Ains better than we do. <laughs> I can't remember where we went, but I know we ended up somewhere late playing playing cards or playing yeah, something. Was playing it was, guard, playing Ar- Arnaud was telling us about the parties. I know. He's like, oh, here's where you need to go. Austin, teach you about Ames. When's the last time uh, you were back in Ames? Brett and I were uh, so used to just studying, so. <laughs> yeah, you guys were so studious. And then the, and probably were at the library before the game, so yeah, it's all good. For sure. Um, For sure. So I was, I was back in Ames. Uh, my grandpa's 90th birthday was in June. So I was back in June for like three or four days. But, man, that was the first time I had been back in like almost two years. So, man, it's just – Hard to find time anymore, fellas. And it's just my mom back there and uh, my, my little sister, my brother, uh, half-sister, my brother live in Nevada. So, you know, when I come back, it's like I love all of my friends and it's awesome to see y'all, but I can't be driving all around central Iowa in the snow looking for y'all. <laughs> I'm in California now. It's a little bit tougher to drive. I feel like a grandpa, man. He's changed. He's officially he changed. Is. I know. All right. So Kansas State. He's a y'all. coastal elite. I know. Coastal elite. Yeah. <laughs> elite is not the word. Um, what, COVID's been so that the cow, your governor out there, your boy Gavin, he, he's, he's, he's he locking y'all up, man. Like, so man, what, they, uh, what's COVID been like out there? I mean, it's crazy. We, we were honestly on us. We had, we didn't, we didn't work for like six to eight weeks. Like we were at home on zoom calls trying to learn. So, and California is very different. Obviously, it's that Democrat tax that we pay so much for out here. Uh, but it was funny, man. Newsom, <laughs> they had the news on yesterday, and I, I, I fell into the trap. But they were slamming the horn in Newsom's neighborhood in California and just, you know, just slamming the horn because, you know, he, he imposed all these uh, mask-wearing guidelines, and then, you know, they show a party of him over the weekend, and he's yeah, wearing he a mask inside. A mask <laughs> Come on, man. You better stay your butt home. We, we need to be careful because I get tweets every uh, every week. I get in trouble for talking politics and talking about COVID and stuff on air. So you oh, need to like, stick We're to not. sports. I'm just well, asking about his health and well-being, hey, man. Just shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. I know. That's what that's times people that talk like that though, Austin. So we gotta I know we gotta be careful out here. Is that a <laughs> white mean? people thing? Is this is this what we're doing here? I don't, I don't remember oh, what you said. This, oh, is, this is spiraling quickly. This is we gotta edit this out. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna, let's go back. Okay. So um, but everybody's good, everybody's healthy, you know. Yeah, everybody's good, everybody's yeah. healthy. Um, you know, Chelsea's family's good too. So we're we're thankful, man. It's it's been a good time to, you know, it, the first time in my life in California I'm able to save money because I'm not going anywhere, which is great. So yeah. I'll take yeah, that. that was, yeah, we did the same thing. Um okay, so Kansas State, forty five nothing, dominant performance, um, probably the best game we've played in I don't know, 
I don't know how long. I know we played some. We did, we've had some good wins against you know some highly ranked teams, but just to dominate from start to finish like that. Um, what were your thoughts on that game, Austin? Did you get a chance to check it out? Uh, yeah, I did. And man, it, you know, you always feel worrisome when you're playing Kansas State, and it's a tricky spot. You're a ten point favorite at home. Always a game. We heard yeah. that. We heard that song a million times before. Uh, and there's a reason they beat us. What was it? Eleven out of last twelve, or? 10 out of the last 11, whatever it was. I mean, there's a reason, and a lot of that's Bill Snyder, but it, that program is is so well built to compete. I mean, they got they all got players everywhere. They, they do good in junior colleges. But I think as far as the game goes, you know, the, the one thing I love is that, you know, 15, Rocky's getting better every single game. I mean, if you watch him, you know, earlier in the year, he's erratic sometimes, throwing off his back foot, which is a pet peeve of mine when I watch him. But, um, you know, otherwise, he's been great. And, you know, he has total control of that team. And that's the one thing you love seeing is just one guy out there playing on the line for everybody. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, he um, he definitely just looked like everything was going downhill. It was easy for us. And uh, Xavier Hutchinson's really stepping up. And he, he seems to be after the catch. He's been really, really good this year. Todd, he's um, a league guy, isn't he? Hutchinson's a league guy. Got to be. I think so. I mean, he's he's been the one receiver that's shown up this year. I mean, Brett knows from talking on the podcast here, I've been pretty frustrated with the receiver core. Um, you know, obviously we have the three big stud tight ends, uh, great, great backs coming out of the backfield. It was nice to see the receivers show up. Uh, Hutchinson also, you know, obviously had a, over 100 yards in a TD. Skates looked good. He had over 50 yards in a TD. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he's got a future for sure. He's going to get a shot to play uh, play on Sundays. But it was nice to see Brock Purdy look like what we expected Brock Purdy to look like all year. And it wasn't the, kind of the chuck and duck and back foot Brock that we've kind of seen um, earlier you in the year. I mean, back foot Brock? Did you just give him a nickname? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I stole that one from uh, Okie State, I guess, did a podcast, and they were calling him uh, back foot Brock before our game against them. So I kind of stole that from them. Mm. Yeah, are you? He is, he is a little bit of a Chuck and Doug guy sometimes, but he bites knee deep in Oklahoma State message boards. <laughs> for, for sure, rivals.com backslash Oklahoma State. Are you a Mike Gundy stan? Are you? Are you got a burner account and support of Mike Gundy and OAN or whatever he does? <laughs> oh wow! Okay, stay off the politics. I'm just, anyway. hey, I'm just talking about um, story. No, I thought I thought Purdy. Uh, he actually stepped up and like delivered the ball and took some shots in the face mask this week that. You know, he sometimes it is kind of one of those, you know, throw the ball and, and duck out of the way and he doesn't even see it completed. So, or, or, you know, intercepted. But it was really good to see him just take some shots, stand in the pocket, deliver the ball. He was on target. He was on time. I thought he was really crisp. And, uh, I mean, that's really what we expected all year from him. And so it's, you know, I think he's peaking at the right time for us for sure. Yeah, I think with the run game we have and just Brees Hall, and if he doesn't get the Doug Walker award, like, just stop it. He, you know, I, I it's think Arnaud, it's it's Arnaud and his coastal elitists that gets. Yeah, I know. There, yeah, there you go. They're not. Uh, they're not. If I had a vote. If I had a vote, it's going for twenty-eight. Man, that dude. Is yeah, I he's unbelievable. Seen, I man. anything. I mean, I guess. I mean, I was a kid when Ennis was playing, but like, I've never seen anybody like that big, that physical, run the way that he does in Iowa State uniform. Let's just say. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've I mean, had. He's so smooth. Yeah, yeah, we've had great backs, obviously, with you know Troy and Darren. Davis and then you know Enos and yeah I mean he, he's uh, he's right up there he, he might be uh and I, I you know Troy Davis is kind of in a different category because the era he did played in he did something that nobody's ever done literally in the game so and when yeah, the, the non-Troy the Davis division he's 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 right up there. yeah I mean he's right Danny up there. Warfel Danny Warfel's trash I know Danny, what an absolute break what an absolute just 
robbery that was. I know that was a joke, but um, yeah, I think uh, the Kansas State win was good, and I think that's exactly what we needed. Now it's just a matter of trying to handle the, you know, the behind the scenes mental aspect of knowing what's in front of you to do something because we had two opportunities to, you know, to clinch a, a spot in the Big Twelve champ. What was your first year? Oh six. Yes. Okay, you so redshirted you, 06, played 07, right? Yeah, so you missed like our first two years when we had chances, and we talked about that <laughs> when we last were, week. When we were like any good at all. Yeah. And I'm just, I just see A&M on repeat in my brain. I just, bro, it, it's the it's the best thing. I remember sitting at yeah, home. That, like, that, that, that was a happy school. day. Yeah. yeah. That shit was awesome, man. That's, <laughs> that is my best moment as a cyclone, watching y'all throw touchdowns against oh, A&M that man. day. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. Come on our man. podcast, but come on. <laughs> No, the, uh, but yeah, I mean, Texas, the opportunity is right in front of us. I know that, you know, we, we don't take care of business. It's a done deal. We're, we're, you know, we're in Dallas and we're most likely probably playing Oklahoma who seems to have kind of hit their stride and that's going to be, that'll be a big challenge, but you know, we're right there. We are right there. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I think Texas is a team that, you know, they got some, some crazy stats about like their leading rusher and they're not, I mean, just the leading receivers. I mean, offensively they've struggled this year. Um, you know, to put points on the board and, and to have a, I mean, what do you say, Todd? You, you looked at some numbers where they're, you know, the leading yeah, rushers. I think their quarterback, quarterback is their leading rusher. And I think, uh, and I believe their leading receiver has, you know, 300 and some yards, which I don't, I don't know what ours has to be completely honest with you. It's not like our receivers have exactly balled out this year. Um, but at the same time, Texas receivers are getting tight better. Ends we have, so it's a, it's a little bit of a different offense. You can't compare our receivers to other people's just because we do have, you know, one All-American, two big, all Big 12, and then a, a third with Sona that's, you know, just a, a flat-out really good player. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, their offense isn't exactly lighting up the scoreboard. Um, it, it's it's just so, it's crazy to me that Texas is not elite every single year. They have the biggest budget in college sports. They have the best recruiting territory in college football. For them to come out and not be a 10-win team every single year is I mean, that's an absolute joke to me. Two yeah. things about Texas, man. I, I think, I think honestly, when you watch their offense, I mean, they're averaging 40 points a game, but a lot of those came early in the year and playing UTEP, playing, you know, early game against Texas Tech. Recently, their offense has not been great. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, and, and to talk about what you, what you said, Blythe, about, you know, how that's not the, the best job ever. Well, they're fighting against their own, you know, best self every day. I feel like, you know, you get those kids who are at Texas. If you're if you're a blue if you're a blue chip in Texas, like you got the red carpet. So like when you come to Texas, you got a lot of guys that you got to like hone in and say, oh, you know, we got this guy. He was really good, but he might not listen so well. He might ha have good grades. I feel like I feel like Herm has a lot of you know politicking to do off in the beginning because he comes in with guys that are so over maybe not overrated but high level kids that they get spoiled. They're it's AAU babies. It's like Carmelo, Kevin Durant, the yeah, you, get, you get pampered. Exactly. So I feel like he's dealing with that, but still, not an excuse. No, I think you're spot on there. And in addition to that, the worst thing that happened to them was, you know, A&M going to the SEC. Is that I mean, Texas is always available to those schools, but that really opened it up. I mean, how many times do you turn on Alabama and it's like, this guy went to, you know, DeSoto High School. This guy went – he's from Houston. He's from Dallas. He's from, you know, it's like – these guys didn't ever leave. They were at Texas or they were at Oklahoma and that was it. You know, the, the yeah, top players Alabama, in the, state, the SEC schools made their living from with kids from, you know, Georgia and 
Mississippi and Florida and Arkansas. And now all of a sudden with A&M coming into the league, you know, now, now there's those that inroads to uh, to recruit the kids to from Texas to the SEC. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's different. Uh, you know, we've talked at length about how recruiting has changed just because of social media and, and you know, the, the country has shrunk, so to speak. But, um, yeah, Texas isn't getting the, just the blue chippers, the five-star kids that, you know, they had their pick of, of anybody they wanted, you know, in the – in the past 10 years and, and now things have changed a little yeah i'm just looking at right i just pulled it up to look at like the the top this is just the state of texas alone and you look at the number three player in the state of texas is a tackle going to alabama number five player is a guard going to ohio state wow the six the sixth ranked player dallas skyline <clears throat> going to usc um yeah that's different i mean think about it. yeah another another athlete going to alabama the 11th ranked player Another tackle going to A and M. I mean, you look Absolutely. at this like that was t- that literally was in in the area we played. It was Texas. It was Oklahoma. Yep. Everyone in the state of Texas. And now there's just so much more. There's so much more competition for those players. It's yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Look at all the Alabamas and LSU's and Miami's and Auburn's and SEC schools that are coming in because now they can sell. Hey, you'll be able to play. You'll be able to play a couple games at home and eyes are on you and yeah i mean the sec is obviously the nfl factory that the big 12 just isn't there yet or isn't there right now not sure yeah, but all right well austin and we appreciate you coming on man is there um we got anything else to cover i mean, I mean, it's I thanksgiving. Guess, I mean do we want to talk about thanksgiving oh jeez okay so todd wants to do this like stock radio segment of okay no, i just want to say what what are we thankful for this year i mean it's been a crazy a year 2020 has been crazy. you know what that is a good thing as you know i'm thankful for it's got like, the coldest heart in the world we all I do seriously not. you talked the, about what's your grinch, favorite thanksgiving dish the grinch up there in the Twin cities okay Brent, no, what are you thankful for? We'll lead off with you. What do you, you know? What? I'm thankful that my wife and I are both gainfully employed. Our babies are healthy. Um, my family's healthy. Nobody's been, nobody's been hit with COVID and that's it, man. I'm going to keep it simple and just, you know, close friends and family are healthy. Um, I mean, that's it for me. Cause right now, like, you know, you don't want to sit here. 2020 has been hard on a lot of people who are losing jobs and, you know, 300,000 or whatever people are dead. Like it's, it's, it's real out there. Like for, I mean, straight up, like it's, it's tough. And, um, so yeah, I'm thankful that we, uh, you know, we're just able to focus and take things one day at a time and we're healthy and we're again, gainfully employed and in a good spot, as good a spot as we can be. So we kick it over to you, Arnaud. What are you thankful for out there in, in Oakland? Well, I'm most thankful to be on this podcast. Wow, guys. I, I, I this is a what. primo production. This is a primo production all the way. Hundred percent. Bunch of class guys here. Uh, but no, man, it's it's similar to what you guys will say for sure. I mean, happiness, healthiness. Uh, you know, family for the most part is healthy. It's been good. Um, I wish I could go back to Iowa over the holidays and, and see my family and stuff like that. But you know, there there's uh you know some people in my family have been you know have had covid and then you know it's it's in in the city they live out in the west it's it's a tough spot to go to right now as far as crawford county is one of the highest in iowa so not that i'm afraid of that but i don't you know i don't want to push anything on anybody so but i mean it's life is good man i cannot complain it's uh, 65 degrees and sunny every day out here it is november 24th todd and brett if you were curious um but anyway it's all good man dog's good life's good um the cyclones are six and one, I mean, bro, let's Talk go. Talk to him. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. 
like you guys said just friends and family uh you know to to start things off that's what i'm most f- thankful for uh i'm really thankful for Brees hall i mean you know he's just a really good player pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> it's, sure it's it's fun having a heisman candidate uh on, on your team that we root for so um, I'm really thankful for uh, Cyclone Fanatic letting Brett and I, uh, you know, do a podcast every week and just kind of come on here and BS with our buddies and talk about whatever we want. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for Cody Road. Uh, you know, they're they're one of the one of our sponsors here, so that's that's what I drink. Uh, so I, I don't know if you can hear my my glass uh, clinking there, but that's what that's what we drink every week when we're doing this. But yeah, I mean, really, just in a crazy crazy year, uh, I'm just happy to. to you know, friends and family are safe and healthy. Um, Brett, like you said, that uh, I still have a job, still can provide for my family and uh, and everybody's safe. So um, that's the biggest thing. That's all good, boys. That's all good. Damn, I forgot what I was going to say, but I had something sick. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Good to add to that. What else? A little sprinkle. I can't remember, bro. It'll come to me in like 30 minutes. I'll just text y'all. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great for the fun. Hey, awesome. That's all I got, though. I mean, other than looking forward to uh, – I mean, turkey's okay. To, I mean, full disclosure, turkey kind of stinks on Thanksgiving, but really looking forward to fake stuffing. I don't like real stuffing. I like uh, stovetop stuffing. Um, That's Warren County right there. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Cinda. I'm more of a ham guy. No, we I know, do turkey, I know we do turkey every year stuff. like everybody else. It's really good stuffing. You know, I think you know, I'm more of a ham guy uh, on Thanksgiving than turkey. So yeah, that, that's, that makes sense with you. Cranberry sauce stinks. Uh, everybody, I think everybody pretty much agrees. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Tell you what, my my top my top Thanksgiving dish is like the canned cranberries. Until like so, my oh wife Karina's family makes like legit like straight real cranberries. It has like eighteen. It's all bad. It has like eighteen cups of sugar in it, but it's still good. <laughs> anyway, the canned cranberries are they're like legitimate, pretty good. Stove top stuffing with gravy on it is the best Thanksgiving I'm, dish there is. But you don't cook your turkey anyway, so I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> dry, it is dry turkey. That's why you don't like turkey because you over you can't cook it. <laughs> Well, first off, I've I've never cooked oh, yeah, turkey in my life. I don't cook the turkey. My brother in law smokes my my brother in law smokes turkey. I will say that is it is outstanding. Uh, smoked turkey is legit. I'll, I'll I'll eat that you know any day of the week. But uh, just regular just you know turkey in the oven, just not not a huge fan. And leftovers stink. Everybody talks about leftovers on Thanksgiving. Also, <laughs> talking about <laughs> you get you get you, you a good like a you don't see you don't know how to cook though. I throw down. I already told him about the yeah, spaghetti. Yeah, last time you spaghetti. talked, about, you told me about the spaghetti. You made. spaghetti? What? Yes. <laughs> Throwing down me about with the some... noodles that he boiled and was bragging about his spaghetti. No. You got to get the his sauce. ragu sauce out of the bottle. Listen, you eat your dry turkey. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <No. laughs> Y'all are rid- y'all are ridiculous. Uh, right, oh, we need to, we I know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. Oh, right, go. I got to tell that story about Texas. We got to somehow yes, flip this. I want to hear the story about it. Texas. Fuck. Okay. And I've said fuck a couple times in this thing. That's three minutes. That's fine. Say what you So, again, the game is way out of reach. I think it's 50 to, 53 to 3 at the current juncture. This is 2006. This so is, Chiz is first no, year. 2007. Yeah. 2007, and they have, you know, Colt McCoys of the world. They have Jordan Shipley. 
They have the yeah, Acho brothers. Franco, uh, Earl yeah. Thomas is playing safety. Come on now, like this was a, a real squad. A different Texas, yeah. Yeah, different. It was the Texas of old. So we come in there, Mac Brown coach squad. We come in there. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's mop-up duty. I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, at least the starting receivers are still in this game. Because if we put the guys that are behind these guys, we're in trouble. Um, so I get in there. I take a drop. It's it's actually you know, first first couple plays go okay. Third down, it's third and long. Third and probably unmanageable. We were in that a lot. <laughs> third and long, game. of course. Third and, third and a country mile, so to say. And I drop back. And, of course, you know, this is funny because Coach Cotton used to make me turn the other way when Brett would be in there on offense during the week in practice. He's like, you just throw where Brett throws it every time. I'm like, because he was open, Coach. I didn't, you know, I didn't. Same play. Yeah, it's the same play. I was like, damn, that's the same play as I just ran. Anyway, so I get in there and it's bright lights. It's like, oh, these guys are coming. Like, I need to, you know, I got to figure this out. I drop back. I step him in the pocket. Hitch one time. Hitch two. And Brett, you know, after that second hitch, you better get rid of that thing or else it's, uh, you know, your helmet's yeah. off and you're on a gurney somewhere. But I step up and get the third hitch in, and I get blasted by one of the Acho brothers, and I throw it over the middle, and it's super late. And and I just see, you know, a sea of – I think they were wearing white that day. A sea of white just converge. And I just look, and, you know, it was it was probably a catchable ball. It was probably catchable. I mean, if Todd wanted to, he could have went up and, you know, Jimmy wanted – but If it wasn't 53-3, to three, I might have gone up for it. <laughs> but anyway, late over the middle. Never do that as a quarterback. I'm coming, I come to the huddle, I'm calling the play. Todd comes back, he goes, hey. And Todd won't remember this, but hey, it's late, and it's over the middle. Don't throw it in there. Not in there. <laughs> hey, not in there. He goes, not in there. And he kind of like pointed his hands, like, not in there. I'm like, I can neither confirm nor deny this story. <laughs> it's one of my I think, favorites. I, 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 I can confirm that story. That sounds, that no. sounds just about like something he would have said. Well, we, Brett, we've <laughs> talked about this, the story of uh, when we played Texas the year before at Texas. And the first play of the game, we run a post. And I, and I beat the corner, which is shocking, but I beat the corner. I feel like I'm open. Brett delivers the ball, and I go up, and I jump for it, and it's too high, and I get flipped by the safety. This is when they had the Griffin brothers playing at safety. I come back to the huddle, and I, I tell Brett, I'm like, what, Brett, what was that throw? Like, I, I was open. What, like, you know, hit me in the chest with that ball. Brett looks at me and just says, watch the tape. And that's all he says. And it was kind of one of those things, like, I could tell. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and be quiet. We'll move on to the next one. That's uh, the most next... Brett Meyer thing I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. Yeah. I, may, I may have said, like, shut the <laughs> – Yeah, exactly. Watch the – the... I, I come back the next day, you know, we're in, watching film the next day. We're breaking down. And I see the first play. And Brett gets absolutely blasted when he releases this ball. And that's why it's high. <laughs> I get flipped around. And I just remember we come out of meetings. I see Brad. I was like, "Hey, man, I, you know, I just want to apologize real hey, you quick." Know what? <laughs> Bro, Brad, y'all remember this? Got splattered. Y'all remember this? But that was the game we went to a thunderstorm, like tornado yeah. warning. Oh, I remember. 16, oh, yeah. We were down sixteen thirteen. Walter Nickel had just scored a touchdown. We yeah. were feeling good, and then we didn't score the rest of the game. Right? Now, do you remember how hot it was though? Like it was like it was October, mid October, and it was the hottest. As Barkema would say, it was hotter than Africa out there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't have to. Do Deal with this, but I came away with the worst sunburn after that game. It's October, and I'm getting sunburned down in Texas. Three thousand aloe That was like, yeah. I, mean, I remember I was just gas. Everybody was gassed and warm ups, and they had us underneath the bleachers. Yeah, and this I was terrible cramping position. up when we came back out. Yeah, no AC in the locker room. It was terrible. That, that's an issue a lot of teams because you know, like the visitor locker room is always trash, except for at Iowa State. We put them in our old home locker room. And they've said a lot of like coaches feel like, well, 
COVID has been spread in those locker rooms because you're so close. I know that's what like Dan Mullen and Florida and some other coaches that's their excuse, but I'm sure it's well. At least it's not pink, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what a joke. That doesn't intimidate anybody. It's, we laugh at that. Nobody cares that's, about the locker room. Get out that's the problem. Factor. I remember I, this is the last story. Yo. I'm sorry. I'm going on Ray right now. Um, Leonard Johnson, as a true freshman, and Taryn Benton come in the locker room. It's big. Oh, it's big. Bro, Marvin McNutt and DJK just were running past them guys all day. They literally were thinking about the pink locker room all day and joking and shit. I swear, bro. That's a joke. I that, swear. That shouldn't that's affect you at all. Well, that's like when that's Harbaugh goes color. there, they like tape it up. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's why awesome. they do it. It's just a little bit of like, that's old Hayden Fry, like a little bit of distraction. And yeah, who knows? Oh, so, yeah, I was, I was, they're playing a tough schedule this year. So, well, you know, they're showing out. The, that. Okay. <laughs> we don't even have time. We're going long here, but the Big Ten's a joke. I mean, Penn State being 0 for whatever. State Ohio is the only legitimate team in the Big Ten this year. Wisconsin sucks. They refuse to play anybody because of COVID. Minnesota canceled a game to keep Wisconsin out of the Big Ten title game. That's I mean, hilarious. the Big Ten. Don't get me started on PJ Fleck. Right now. I don't have time for that show. Hey, he's our local guy here in Minneapolis. They don't. It's hilarious. Minnesota last year had a great year. Literally, like a Vikings player, like went to the grocery store. They cover that over anything. Doesn't matter. It's all. It's it's a pro sports town. It's hilarious. <laughs> They don't cover him. Uh, I love it. School, <laughs> we lost like the Cowboys. Yeah. All right, Austin. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for coming on, man. This is yeah, fun. Always fun to, to catch up with the boys. So Let's do it again soon, man. For sure. You All might right, become the third host of this thing. Oh, yeah, no. we need to have you replace Ty. We'll come up with a good like quarterback. <laughs> whoa, quarterback whoa, thing. Hey, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm I got time for oh, I forgot. You got all them kids and stuff. You don't have time to do it. Oh, yeah, you it's uh, it's 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, so I'm going to go do something right now. Y'all go to bed. Right, you probably go outside and walk around. About to go to bed. I'm exhausted. Father of two. I just might, Brett. Beautiful weather. All right, okay, fellas. Let's, let's wrap. Yep, it's time to go. Go, Cyclones. Thanks, fellas. Peace. Yep. Go, Clones.